0: Hey, Thursday 730 good to see everybody my brothers and sisters fellow patriots here we are in the outpost of freedom right here in Inglewood Florida hope everybody's doing good well we were uh blessed I believe it was yesterday the days kind of blur and kind of combi- combine over time but I think it was yesterday we were blessed with the announcement of Kamala or Camella or whatever Kamala whatever however you however you pronounce it I'll just probably call her Kamala harris uh to be joe biden's uh vp running mate for the democratic party who doesn't get much worse than that so i'm gonna hop right into some videos right off the bat here i want to show you where we're at as far as let's set up the lines of who's for freedom who's not and many other things play the first video for me today i want to talk about one thing
1: very straightforward doesn't have anything to do with Democrats, Republicans or independents. It has to do with a a simple proposition. Every single American should be wearing a mask when they're outside for the next three months at a minimum. Every governor should mandate, every governor should mandate mandatory mask wearing the estimates by the experts are it will save over 40,000 lives in the next three months. 40,000 lives. The people act responsibly, and uh, it's not about your rights, it's about your responsibilities as an. In-
0: there you go. Now, what, the reason why I showed that, and I've got a couple more to show you, is because I want you to know where the lines of demarcation are. You know, people are probably get upset with me, and that's okay. Because I call out people for where they are and what, where you stand and what you do, you know, that's who you are. I mean, if you're a mask wearer right now, you're capitulating to the Democratic Party. It's as simple as that. You might as well wear a shirt around that says Biden for president. And you might be thinking, well, Trump wears a mask and Trump is now, listen, it took Trump and I'm not making excuses for him. I completely disagree with him and I hate, and let me just emphasize that four letter word, I hate his tweets about uh, and what Kaylee McEnany says too about masks being patriotic. It took him a long time to get there because he knew he know, listen. Trump knows the science. He really does know it. He I mean, he's not a dumb man. He knows the science. He knows that it's a, whole, a bunch of crap to wear a mask around. He absolutely knows it. But here's the thing. The downside to Trump is after a while he does not like not being liked, and he doesn't like when he gets continually harassed by the media where he doesn't think he's winning. And I love Trump, voting for Trump, no doubt about it. Love the guy. I think he could be if he gets uh, if he gets straightened out with coronavirus, you know, the response to coronavirus could be one of the greatest presidents of all time. He was on track to being one of the greatest presidents of all time before this uh response plague hit us. COVID-19 is not a plague. The response to the coronavirus 19 uh, virus is the plague, not the virus itself. But before that, he was on. He was definitely on the path to becoming one of the greatest presidents of all time. I mean, lowest unemployment rate in history for Hispanics, Blacks. Lowest un- unemployment rate in sixty years for women. Low, I mean, three something percent unemployment rate is amazing. And I think he was going to be one of the greatest presidents of all time. Great trade deals. I Actually, downloaded before I got here tonight. Actually, made me late because I was downloading it. But of all, all of Trump's accomplishments that he just put out, which I'm not going to go over tonight, but there's many of them, many. And I think he's good. He could be, still be. If he gets reelected, he'll be one of the greatest presidents of all time. So that's where I stand on him. But he is diametrically wrong, completely and totally wrong in many ways when it comes to the coronavirus response. But he was cajoled into wearing a mask. Remember now, I went for months. There was no masks. I mean, there was, in my local community here, in the month of june nobody was wearing a mask in the month of may nobody was wearing a mask there was people some people were still quarantining themselves in may and june but it was even then it was pretty limited it was getting to be in the community here it was as if it was starting to get like COVID 19 never happened it really was you go into walmart nobody's wearing a mask now everybody's wearing a mask my son went into walmart two days ago and he said that he was the only one Now Walmart's huge. We're talking about the full Walmart here, the old school, the new school all combined together, you know, the grocery store and the old Walmart, all one giant store. He's the only one in the whole place without a mask on. So he going downhill and Trump has gone downhill when it comes to masks. He really is. I still think he knows. And I still think he is playing some four dimensional chess with them as far as masks are concerned, but you need to stand up for the truth and stay instead of playing four dimensional chess. So, Anyway, I wanted you to know the people that are advocating for people's rights to be taken away for people to wear masks are Democrats. And it has been from day one. Trump may have caved, but that doesn't mean you have to cave. You never have to cave to mask wearing. You never have to cave to lockdowns. Churches never need to close. You don't need to do governmental procedures to reopen your church. You don't need to do any of those things. That's all the Democrats that are pushing that. It is the Democratic Party that wants you to strap face diapers on. Play the next video for me.
1: This is not about Democrat, Republican, or Independent. It's about saving Americans' lives. So let's institute a mask mandate nationwide, starting immediately, and we will save lives. The estimates are we'll save over 40,000 lives in the next three months if that is done. Now let me turn it over to my colleague and running mate, She has a few comments to
0: make. (laughs) Get that mask on, Joe. You you nearly covered his eyes. It's about accurate right there. But I want you to know, where does he get his science from? You ever ask? 40, it's going to save 40,000 lives. Now, see, it's like I read to you last week. It's literally Al Gore science. Al Gore predicted that in 2007, the polar ice caps would be melted and gone. That didn't work out. So he predicted in 2013 they would be melted and gone. That didn't work out. So he predicted in 2014, they'd be melted and gone. That didn't work out. So now Al Gore is out of the ice cap melting business. These are the, where does he get 40,000? It'll save 40,000 lives. We know the science, but you know that there's been, I think approximately six complete studies on the efficacy of mass. You know what they are? Zero. They do nothing. For flu-like viruses, absolutely nothing. Why? And I know that those of you who watch this all the time, you already know this, and it'll be brief. But it's because of the size of a particle of the coronavirus. The coronavirus particle is 0.06 to 0.14 microns. The best mask on planet Earth, an N95, blocks a 0.3 size micron. 0.3 size particle. 0.3, si- 0.3 micron size particle is the proper way to say it. So point 0.3 versus point 0.1, does any mask work? Absolutely not. They don't work. And you have somebody who is running for president. He has, he's not going to win. Listen, I believe the Kim Clement prophecy, he's Trump is going to win the presidency. And I believe this, let me get, I'll state this for the record and I'll come back and humbly say I was wrong. If I was wrong about any of this. Trump's going to win in a massive landslide. I believe that. But you have somebody who's representing somewhere. Hillary Clinton got 60 something million votes, many of them illegals, but I won't get into that tonight either. And a lot of them from the state of California. That's where she really got ahead of Trump in the, what we'd call the popular vote, because you can register in California. They caught them all just, I hate to get off of this, but I just can't resist. But you know how they register? You have to have a driver's license to be a juror, right? And that's how they send you in to to, you know, send out notifications for jury duty is they do it by driver's license, but all these people, and all you need to vote in the state of California is a driver's license. So they sent out in the state of California to all these people, and there were illegals that had driver's licenses, but they said, we can't come to jury duty because we're not citizens. That happens hundreds and thousands of times every year. In the state of California, they have a driver's license so they can vote. They can't serve on jury duty because they're not a United States citizen. That's how Hillary Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. That is it. The other thing is, is that Republicans don't vote in States like New York because they're like, it's a lost cause. States like Massachusetts, they don't vote Washington, Oregon. They don't vote. Everybody needs to get out and vote. So that Trump wins the popular vote. You might be like, Tom, you rip Trump. You love Trump. I do. I love Trump overall. I love him. He's dead wrong on his coronavirus response. He needs to jettison Fauci five months ago. Fauci is absolutely in the back pocket of Bill Gates and Gilead. That's who he is. Fauci is a corporate doctor. He hasn't seen a patient in five decades. He is not America's doctor. He's a pharmaceutical representative. That's all Anthony Fauci is. So you have Kamala. So she gets elected, well, gets nominated to be not elected. I'll take that back 100%. So she gets nominated to be Joe Biden's running mate. So again, I'm setting up lines. I want you to know if you're a mask wearing, you might as well put on a shirt that says Biden Harris, 2020. You might as well, because those are the people he just said, it, it's going to save lives. Are you one of those virtue signaling, you know, compassionate Republicans, virtue signaling, compassionate Christians, Or a nice neutral Christian. Well, if you want to wear one, go ahead. I'll wear one if you want me to. So that's like saying, I'll lie if you want me to. I'll I'll commit adultery if you want me to. I'll, I'll sin if you want me to. Because wearing a mask is a lie. And it's espousing lies. I get it. Some of you are forced to with work. Some of you are forced to when you go into a shop. I get it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the AUs driving around masks on, people walking around in the middle of nowhere with a mask on. You're a capitulating moron. You really are. You really are. And the people that are pushing this are the Democratic Party. You're not a compassionate conservative, a compassionate Christian You know, if you're somebody who, well, yes, uh, we've reopened our church. And if you desire a mask, you can have one. So just put it out there, wear a Biden Harris shirt and say, listen, we're willing to help you lie in the reopening of our church because that's what it is. Absolute lies. So on vaccinations, there's Christians that are praying for a vaccination. Instead of praying the word of God, whatever you bind is bound, whatever you loose is loose. No plague shall draw near my dwelling. Instead of praying and believing those things and standing in the word of God, they're praying for a vaccination. Listen, if you're someone like that, or if you're a pastor that closed your church, and let me make this clear once again. I know and I'm going to discuss Pastor McCoy out in California in detail, but if you closed your church ever, and you have not repented of that. You, your God is Anthony Fauci. What happened was, is that you heard these things about the coronavirus. You crawled into a corner. You stuck a thumb in your mouth. And Anthony Fauci came and tucked you in with your little baby blanket. That's who you are. That's who you follow is Anthony Fauci. If you're, if you're opening safely and you're taking people's temperatures and you're only letting them in one way and letting them out another, meeting them in the parking lot, Social distancing inside your building. The people who have to come to your church have to make a reservation to come. You're an Anthony Fauci disciple. I had some pastor. I read some pastors tweet or Facebook post talking about how other pastors, maybe he was talking about me. I don't know. Now they're only talking about politics and not talking about Jesus. Well, We'll get into that in a minute, but I believe that it was said by, by the word of God. Galatians chapter five, verse one said by Paul, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So we were given freedom and it's not just talking about freedom from sin. Jesus gave us freedom so that we could enjoy being free so i'm not going to accept a yoke of slavery back on my back i've been set free i'm not going backwards i'm not quarantining never have never will i'm not locking down never have never will i'm not wearing a mask never have never will you're like tom can't you ever talk about anything else what are we supposed to talk about right now our country is under attack and the attack is the coronavirus response? The attack is lawlessness found in Black Lives Matter and Antifa, sponsored by the Democratic Party. It's funded by the Democratic Party. That's what we're that's what we're up against right now. There's nothing else to talk about right now. There really isn't. There. I mean, listen, I know there's other spiritual things to talk about, and I do that more on Sunday than I do here. But Jesus came to set us free. We do not need to strap on, do not let yourselves. That's the verse, the second part of the verse, do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. I'm not going to have chains put on me. It's not gonna happen. So who's for vaccinations? Play the next video for me.
1: The election coming up, um, ask the current occupant of the White House, when am I gonna get vaccinated? When am I actually gonna get vaccinated? Because there may be some grand gestures offered by the current president about a vaccine, but it really doesn't matter until you can answer the question, when am I going to get vaccinated? So again, Joe Biden is about real leadership in our country and um, strap that and mask. I'm back to be on. With you, Joe. Come on, look, get you. that mask back on.
0: Get it on. There you go. There you go. All right, you can bring it back to me. So there you go. That's who's for vaccinations. So I just want some very, very clear lines about who's for what. The Republicans, Conservatives, tr- Christians, churchgoers, are you a mask wearing vaccination waiter waiting for your vaccination? Then you might as well vote for Biden Harris. Because that's who that is your Pied Piper. If you're a virtue signaling Republican mask wearer who's like, I'm being compassionate, I care, or you're one of those neutral people. If you want to wear one go ahead. I don't understand why people are so upset about other people wearing masks. You're one of those neutral people. You're a Biden Harris person. That's who you are. And wait till we break down what those two people are for. And you think with Joe Biden, they won't even his own staff won't even allow him to answer any questions. This is him and Kamala at their at a brief a, cor- a coronavirus briefing scary scary to to think about who those doctors are that are giving him a, a, a briefing but here they are at a briefing and they're in in Biden's own staff as soon as he starts getting asked questions by the media kicks the media out watch this video what do you, what
2: do you think about that pure charm. Okay guys let's
1: go let's go fun on election <laughs> Okay let's go you guys
2: come on let's go come on guys
0: let's go you guys let's go come on you know what all right i hate to say it because i love my dog but that's how i talk to my dog come on come on let's go come on come on it just shows you the arrogance of the democratic party that's biden staffers let me say hi to some people good to see everybody on tonight god bless you i'm gonna go back to the top here and say hi to everybody if i can hey renee good to see you on thanks for sharing vonda good to see you sean jesse Mike, good to see you on, Mike, husband of Ruth, (laughs) how you guys doing, good to see you, hey Jan, good to see you on from Brenham, Texas, yeah, put on if you can, hey Ron from Pennsylvania, hey Susan from church, love you, God bless you, hey Merlin, good to see you, hey Tina, good to see you from church, God bless you, hey Gina from church, hey Marie, God bless you, glad you're on, hey Sean, God bless you, hey Daryl, glad you're on, Hey Richie, glad you're on. Hey Marie. Hey Debbie, who I met at our Rodney Howard Brown's at the at the stand. God bless you. Hey Richard, glad you're on. Hey Rick from church, glad you're on. Hey Lyle, God bless you, glad you're on. Hey Corey. Hey John, God bless you, my faithful brother. You're always on. I love you. God bless you. You get as many people as I can here. Try not to repeat names. Hey, Erica from church. Love you. Hey, Johnny. God bless you. Glad you're on. Hey, Lori. God bless you. Hey, Alex, my brother from church. Hey, Diane from Florence, Oregon. God bless you. Johnny from Amarillo, Texas. Amarillo, Texas. God bless you. Glad you're on. Lots and lots of people on here. God bless you guys. got Robert from St. Pete. Wow, David from Malaysia, God bless you. Hey, Stephen M. God bless you, man. My faithful brother, glad you're on. Lots and lots of people. God bless you guys. Hey, Vanessa T, glad you're on. Melissa G from church, glad you're on. Hey Gary, glad you're on. God bless you. God, really great to have all you guys get into a lot of material. So on the vaccinations, real quick, I wanted you to know there's a Yale University study that's either happened or is happening. I'm looking at the date of it somewhere. I can't remember, it. somewhere, in, it came out sometime in late July, early August. But there's a Yale University study that Ben Swan goes, goes over. And he's somebody that you need to follow too. If you need, I can't remember the name of the site offhand, but it's if you just type in Ben Swan, I just end up using his name to find him. But Ben Swan, follow him if you can. He puts out a lot of information, lots of really good information, just speaks the truth. But anyway, there's a Yale University study that's out right now. This is a long video. I'm not going to show you much of it. So if it doesn't make too much sense, I'll explain more. But what's going on is Yale University is doing a study. I don't know who exactly is sponsored the study, but what it's about is to try to make vaccinations appealing to you to try to get people okay with taking vaccinations Play that video for me.
3: Looking at a 4,000 person study to try to figure out how to best create messaging, though the right term really should be manipulation, to persuade Americans to take this vaccine when it does come to market. The study tests different messages about vaccinating against COVID-19 once the vaccine becomes available. Participants are randomized to one of 12 arms with one control arm and one baseline arm. We will compare the reported willingness to get a COVID-19 vaccine at three and six months of it becoming available between the ten intervention arms to the two control arms. Hang with it for a minute. Study participants are recruited online by Lucid, which matches census-based sampling in online recruitment. So take a look here at the arms and interventions. They use a sham comparator control, a control message about bird feeding. Two out of 15 of the sample will be assigned to the pure control group, which is a passage on the costs and benefits 4, of birthfeeding. 4,000 people assigned Under to that groups. are the experimental comparators. For there instance, the experimental personal freedom. One fifteenth of the sample will be assigned to this intervention, which is a message about how COVID-19 is limiting people's personal freedom. And by working together to get enough people vaccinated, society can preserve its personal freedom, which of course makes no sense at all. You will have personal freedom if you comply and do what everyone else is doing, regardless of how you feel about it. Another experimental, social pressure through guilt. One fifteenth of the sample will be assigned to this message. The message is about the danger that COVID-19 presents to the health of one's family and community. The best way to protect them is by getting vaccinated and society must work together to get enough people vaccinated. Then it asks the participant to imagine the guilt they will feel if they don't get vaccinated and spread the disease. Another social pressure they want to use, embarrassment. 1 15th of the sample will be assigned to this message. The message is about the danger that COVID-19 presents to the health of one's family and community. The best way to protect them is by getting vaccinated and by working together to make sure that enough people get vaccinated. Right, then the partic-
0: There you go, and that goes on and on for a while. And, I, and listen, you need to watch the whole thing. It's really good. Ben Swan, what'd you say it was again? Truth in Media? Truth in Media, that's what it's called. So you go and watch that whole thing. It's really, really good. So what they're doing is they're separating 4,000 people out and using different avenues to try to convince people to take vaccinations. Guilt, embarrassment, shame. There's other There's other vectors there. Anger, whatever it is. They're using all sorts of different ways. 4,000 people to try to figure out a way to get people like probably you and me to take vaccines. We all know that's not going to happen. But that. who knows who's paying for that? I'll look into it. You know who pays for this study? I have sneaking suspicion it's probably the NIH, CDC, federal government. Who knows? Why would Yale just do it on their own? Uh, Could it be the? Could it be Gilead? Could it be some vaccination company, pharmaceutical companies that are that are uh, getting vaccinations together? Whatever it may be, I don't know who's funding it. I'll look into that. But it isn't that interesting that there's a study going on to try to figure out how to get people to universal, universally get vaccinated. Not good, not good at all. And you just saw Kamala Harris, she's all for it. What What, what should you ask our current president? Uh, when When am I gonna get vaccinated? Has that ever crossed your mind? That's never crossed my mind. But you just need to know, the same people pushing vaccinations are the same people pushing abortion. The same people pushing men into women's bathrooms. It's the same people pushing men into women's sports, the same people that say it's okay for a baby to survive a botched abortion, it's OK to take that baby this is their science to take that baby, put it on a metal slab, and let it just die without any sort of resuscitation efforts whatsoever. These are these people: Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Andrew Cuomo. Tom Wolf, Phil Murphy, Kate Brown, Gavin Newsom. They're all the same. They're demonic, baby-butchering monsters. Absolutely. We're going to go deep into Kamala Harris's politics a little bit later and where she stands on things. Absolute monsters. That's who the Democratic Party is. So... On with some more coronavirus stats, since, you know, if they're not going to, it's just for ease of conversation. If Joe Biden were to win the presidency, he's going to institute, as Nancy Pelosi's already called for, a universal mask mandate. I don't know if he's going to try to order the governors to do it, but a universal federal mask mandate. That's what he wants, right? All for what exactly? All for, I guess, this alleged Deadly pandemic, right? Well, here's the thing. I, you know, I pulled this out and I pulled this out like months ago and read this. And this is from actually from May 4th. So it's really not that long ago, but it's from a professor, John Raul, out of St. John's University in New York City. Professor John Rao of St. John's University in New York City has come out swinging against the fraudulent experts who counseled the shuttering of the world for the sake of creating an antiseptic baron soulless world, unfit for human beings to live in. In his May 4th message, the Oxford educated Dr. Rao writes that a, a controllable pandemic has been transformed into a totally unnecessary pandemonium, allowing a painfully hollow modern society to titillate itself with the feel of living through the bubonic plague without actually doing so. That is where we're at. It really is. This is, this is not the bubonic plague at all. And wait till you see the, the latest numbers. These numbers are up till August 4th. This is from Steve, Steve Dees at The Blaze. Play the video for me. Going to do it for us. All right. Here are the
4: real COVID-19 facts. The media doesn't want you to know. Right from our CDC. This is through August 1st. All right. All of their data through August the 1st. Eighty-five and older are just three point two percent of the US population, but they make up one-third of all COVID-19 deaths. 75 and older are just seven percent of the US population, but they make up fifty-nine percent of all US COVID-19 deaths. Fifty-four and younger are 74. Or 70%, I'm sorry. 70% of all U.S. citizens are 54 and younger. And yet 54 and younger are just 8% of all COVID-19 deaths. Again, this is through August the 1st. Deaths don't even register a percentage on their metric until we reach age 15 to 24. And even then it's just 0.2%. Which means kids college through undergrad are in no significant danger of dying of covid your college student right now if they get covid they're an undergrad 99 point what is that 98% percent percentage that they will recover if they get it if they get it if yeah. they get it that's the percentage of recovery if you have a college adult according to our cdc through August 1st. And if they're younger than that, the odds go demonstrably higher. In fact, if you look at the table, I believe it only records, is it 45 deaths total or something like that for kids K through 12 in the entire country of COVID-19.
0: That's why they've been outside. There you go. Now there's the basic numbers, right? I'm going to keep this throughout the podcast tonight to go back to Let me go over them again, real quick. 92% of all COVID-19 deaths, 90 strap on that mask now strap on that mask. 92% of all COVID-19 deaths are people 75 years of age or older, not younger, 75 years of age or older. It's 92%. Now, so 7% of the population people that are 75 years of age or older make up 92% of all COVID-19 deaths. So 48 year old, what are you doing? What do you, what exactly are you afraid of? 33 year old mom waltzing around. What exactly are you afraid of? Continuing on, 33% of all COVID-19 deaths, 33% are people 85 years of age. Or older, 33%. That's 3.2% of the population making up 33% of all COVID-19 deaths. Average age of death from COVID in the United States is 78. That's where I cut the video off because I can just do this part myself. He went over this too. So the average age of death of COVID-19 in the United States is 78 years old. What's the average age of death period in the United States every year? 78. Hence the reason get ready now that we do not have a statistical uptick in total deaths in the United States in 2020 in comparison to 19, 18 or 17 or 16 or 15 or 14. Allegedly, Right. We have a pandemic where Joe Biden wants to put out a universal mask mandate to save 40,000 lives from his junk science. But yet we have no statistical uptick in total deaths. This may sound mean or harsh. It it may. And and I don't mean it that way because every life is precious. I really do mean that. You can't be pro-life like me. We're the ones who care about lives, not the baby butchering Democrats. Every life is precious. However, you do have to go through the statistical data. It is what it is. The average age of death period in the United States is 78. The average age of death of a COVID-19 patient is 78. That's why there's no uptick in deaths. That's why there's no pandemic. This me, This is what I meant by the mean part. Most of the people who are dying, and I don't even want to say of COVID-19, of slash with COVID-19, would have died this year anyway. And I know that sounds horrible to say, but it's just true. It's just, listen. With long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? I don't believe any of us should be dying when we're 78. We need to start believing the, believing the word of God, which says 120, 120 years I'll give him. So I am not get into that tonight, but my church is like, oh gosh, here he goes. I'm not going to get into that tonight, but that's what the word of God says. Read it for yourself. Just, go, just put it into your Bible gateway search. 120 years, it'll show you. It's come up in two verses. One where it talks about the age of Moses. And the other one, the age that my spirit shall not strive with man forever. For he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. Genesis chapter six, verse three. But anyway, so that's why there's no, if we have a pandemic and we've had an extra 150,000 deaths, why isn't it showing up? It's on the CDC website, everybody. It's right there on what Steve Dees was reading off of was not his own material. That's somebody else you should be following. He was reading off of the CDC's own website: mask wearer, quarantiner, social distancer, scared. Anthony Anthony Fauci following pastor. That's there's no statistical uptick in deaths. Why? Because most of most everybody who's died with or of COVID would have died anyway this year. The average age of death is 78. Of COVID, in the average age of death period is 78. Same thing. 54 and younger. 70% of the population make up 8% of all COVID-19 deaths. 8%. Strap on that mask. Save yourself. Save yourself. It's only a 99.9% survival rate. Save yourself. Quarantine. Don't go back to church. You could catch something that you have to be tested to even know that you have save yourself. Deaths of those under 15 do not even measure in a percentage. Whoops. Well, the teachers unions are refusing to open their schools right now. Why exactly deaths of those under 15 don't even measure to the place of a percentage. Forty-five people under the age of fifteen have died of COVID nineteen. That's and again, I won't, I can't, I won't get off on this right now. But there's a big discrepancy even in with the CDC's web, their CDC website stats of 150 some odd thousand deaths. Right? Is that of COVID or with COVID? Well, isn't that the same thing? Absolutely not. They've been caught. Time and time again, even the CDC has acknowledged 3,700 false attributions of COVID death on their own website. They've publicly acknowledged that. So you have all sorts of false attributions to COVID. People falling down and cracking their head and dying of a brain injury. And they get tested and they had COVID-19 in their system. They died of the brain injury, but their death is put down as COVID-19. Who said that they were going to do that? Deborah Burks, head of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, which is why I fault Trump for some of this. Trump could put an end to this. He is. He's doing it. He's making all those stats come to him now. He's making, he's making it get verified. And it will all be verified by insurance companies later because they're not going to want to pay for all these COVID-19 deaths. But that's besides the point. So there's instant... Lots and lots of false attributions of COVID deaths. There's not been 150,000 COVID deaths, folks. That's 150,000 people that did die. But was it of COVID or with COVID? Remember what I told you earlier on? This was found out by the county administrator, the head of the entire county in San Diego, California, found out that really only about 2% of the deaths that they were attributing to COVID-19 were caused by COVID-19 and don't think it's much different at the CDC. I don't listen. I don't know what the numbers are, but I can darn well guarantee you, you can pretty much cut that 150 at minimum in half. There's all sorts of false attributions. People have been caught. They're in hospice. They have three weeks, to, three weeks to live. They die of Alzheimer's and it's put down as a COVID-19 death because somebody checked their blood and they had COVID-19 antibodies. That's what dying with COVID is. There's been the guy in Florida gets struck by lightning, dies of the lightning strike. Someone does a blood draw, right? While they're trying to save him. Check it. Oh, COVID-19. He had COVID-19 in his system. So what did he die of? With or of COVID? He died with COVID, not of COVID. Same thing happened with the motorcycle crash right here in Florida. Same thing happened with a young nurse. She tested positive. She never even did test positive for COVID. But the guy at the motorcycle crash here in Florida, and this is by the hundreds, this is by the thousands, by the thousands in this country, false attributions of death of COVID-19. The guy at the motorcycle crash, dies of a motorcycle crash, do a blood draw. He was dead before, listen, he was already dead. You do a blood draw, he tests positive for COVID, they put him down as a COVID-19 death. This has happened over and over by the hundreds, by the thousands, five shootings in the state of Washington. Five shooting deaths were attributed to COVID-19. They were shot dead by a bullet, by a bullet. That's what killed them. And they were put down as COVID-19 deaths because they died with COVID, not of COVID. But Deborah Burke says, we're very liberal. No other country does this, by the way. Well, I can't say the the predominant, um, most predominantly speaking, most countries don't do it. So ages 15 to 24, COVID deaths, 0.2% of all COVID deaths are people 15 to 24. Under 15, it doesn't even rise to the level of being able to be measured by statistical data. And teachers won't open. Yeah, they won't open until you defund the police and give free healthcare to illegal aliens. Yeah, they really care about the kids. So 0.2% of COVID-19 deaths, 0.2, two two tenths of 1% of all United States COVID-19 deaths are people from the age of 15 to 24. No significant rise, no significant rise in the United States death count this year in comparison to last year. It's all a hoax. You're like, no, this is a real virus. Of course. So is the flu flu killed 80,000 Americans. In 2017, do you really think COVID's worse? Do you? Same death percentage, 0.1 post-infection death rate. 45 million people that year had and that's the thing with all this testing too. You need to understand something. All the studies have shown between 6 and 26% of the population will have the virus. So all testing is doing is revealing that. There's no uptick, there's no surge. There's nothing. It's just testing what's already going to happen or has already happened. That's every single test shows six to twenty six percent of the population will get. Oh, there's a surge. Seven thousand new cases today. They're not new. It's just the way that it is. People have most people. Again, I tell you this every week. There's between sixty and seventy thousand serious to critical COVID cases, world freaking wide 8 billion people put your mask on though put lockdown lockdown society again 66,000 cases worldwide of COVID-19 that are classified serious to critical 66,000 out of 8 billion people and people want to strap a, 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 a mask on your face for what I mean, Joe Biden, when they go up there, he goes up, takes his mask off, sputates all over the place, then puts straps on his face diaper again. Here comes Kamala. She takes hers off, sputates all over the place. You, I mean, do you really think these Democrats, when they're alone, are wearing a mask? Why is it that they all get caught all the time without him on? He had the Fauch at the ball game, sitting right next to his friend without his mask on. Right, allegedly taking a drink of water. That drink of water lasted for three hours. Got right? his mask off, yip and yap, because he knows he's seventy nine and isn't scared of it. Look at this. Look at this tweet from Matt from Matt Strauss from Twitter. I'll read it to you. I have admitted multiple elders to hospital in the, to the hospital in the past few months with, with admit, admission diagnosis, diagnosis of starvation all as an apparent result of social isolation due to COVID-19 measures. We have failed them. The inhumanity is incalculable. So what he's saying is that there's, there's elderly patients that are staying at home starving to freaking death because they're told that it's a death sentence for them to go anywhere. It's not. It's not. And here's the thing too. It's Anthony Fauci and the rest of them Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, Bill Gates, and all the rest of them, and the mainstream media who bashed, bashed hydroxychloroquine. They said that hydroxychloroquine, listen, that's exactly what the elderly needed. But don't worry about it. People in nursing homes only make up somewhere in the neighborhood of 43 to 55% of all COVID-19 deaths. Not the elderly, people actually in nursing homes. That if they were put on hydroxychloroquine early on, according to people who actually treat patients, not an epidemiologist like American's doctor, Anthony Fauci, people who actually treat patients, Say it works if it's given early on, and it basically works a hundred percent of the ninety to hundred percent of the time. But you know what? It's more important that Anthony Fauci rake in the cash via Gilead as Gilead puts out Remdesivir, which works like crap in comparison to hydroxychloroquine. All right, on to another topic, but it's still related to COVID. A superior court judges from Todd Starnes. From two days ago, a superior court judge, and once again, here we are, Ventura County, California, agreed to hold Pastor Rob McCoy in contempt of court. All you Christians, remember who you are now, and most of you, if not all of you, have not repented not one bit. You quarantined, you wanted to be a community partner and a good neighbor and listen to the experts like Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates. They don't have any monetary, you know, aspirations of any kind. Do they all? Oh, of course not. Of course not. No ulterior motives whatsoever, but all you mask wearing capitulating Christians, namely you pastors who this was the greatest opportunity. So far in the 21st century to stand up for freedom, to stand up to people trying to usher in the mark of the beast, to people trying to usher in draconian socialistic measures. It was the church's opportunity to stand up. And what did you do? You stuck your thumb in your mouth. You went and you crawled into a corner, curled up like a ball. Anthony Fauci came in with your baby blanket and tucked you in. And you still have in front. Oh, when it's our fight, we'll stand up. Well, what's happening here? What's happening here? Let's look. The Superior Court Judge in Ventura County, California, agreed to hold Pastor Rob McCoy in contempt of court. McCoy, the pastor of Godspeak Calvary Chapel Church, violated a restraining order order that barred him from holding an indoor worship service. It's not your fight, though, right? pastor compliant not your fight this isn't your fight right we'll, oh no it's because we're 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 complying because it's a deadly pandemic deadly 99.9% survival rate 0.1 post infection death rate that's your deadly virus if it is what even even the cdc acknowledges a 99.74 post infection death rate and that's why you crawled into a corner Well, we're doing it to save lives save whose life people can stay home if they want Right? You well, know, we want to save older people. They can stay home if they want. If they're in a nursing home, they already are staying home. Anybody else can stay home if they want to? We'll fight when it's our time. This isn't your time. You have a you have a pastor who's issued a restraining order not to conduct a church service. and this is not your fight. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free stand firm then capitulating pastor and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery galatians chapter 5 verse 1 really this this doesn't this doesn't matter anything to you let me read you this verse i got it tucked away over here the pastor has been ordered to appear before the judge on friday Oh, really? this isn't your fight. Okay, let's look. Revelation chapter 2, ver- verses 10 and 11. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. That you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. He who has ear to hear, let, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes, not capitulates, church closing pastor, or safely reopening your church, capitulating pastor. If you're having any safe reopening measures, you are a government Joe Biden crony. That's who you are. Just accept it. Go order your Joe Biden Kamala Harris shirt today. Get it on there. That's who you are. The pastor has been ordered to appear before the judge on Friday. Ventura County officials also asked Judge Vincent O'Neill to authorize and direct the sheriff to take all reasonable and necessary action to close the church property. Oh, but it's not your fight. Just go quarantine yourself again. Just go corn. You know all the mark of the beast stuff where they force people to do that. That's all, that's just that's just all fairy tales and mythology, right? That's not, this couldn't be any this couldn't have anything to do with the ushering in of the beginnings of sorrows, right? Do you ever read your Bible at all, or are you just a Mr. Community Pastor? I'm, you know, you're, for the Word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Do what you is what you preach. Is it sharp? Like a two edged sword for the word of God is quick. Is it quick? Is it powerful? Or are you Mr. Community? Mr. Compliant? What can I do to love you more? I lied to you. Do you need a mask? We'll put one on for you. You know, let us take your temperature before you come in. We'll usher you to see. Do you want a mask? Why don't you just put a big old statue of Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci where you hung once held the, uh, hung the cross? Because that's who you follow. It's all a big lie. Where are all the deaths? Where are all the bodies from your church? You ever ask yourself that question? They Ventura officials. Asked the judge to authorize and direct the sheriff to take all reasonable and necessary action to close the church. That's not my fight. You know, we're trying to hold off a deadly virus here. Deadly? 330 million Americans. That's all. That's what we had in February. Oh, what do we have now? Up oh, to just 330 million Americans. How many deaths did we have this year in comparison to last year? Uh, same thing. So what were you protecting people from? We have the same amount of death statistically as we had last year and the same exact average age of death as last year. Last year, the average age of death in America was 78. This year, with the COVID plague, the average age of death has gone down to uh, 78. Whoops! Bunch of capitulating cowards. You're so afraid to take a pinch. Yeah, you might get handcuffed. Look what Rob McCoy's doing, and I don't agree with everything McCoy did either. He closed his church until May thirty first, but at least he did this while he was closed. If I understood his rhetoric correctly, and he's an anointed man of God, I, le- I watched him the other night on a podcast. Anointed, big time. God loves this man. Works through this man. I don't agree what he did shutting down his church at all, and nor does God. However, he's listen He's anointed at least during that time. If I understood what he said correctly. He researched all this stuff, found out that it was a whole bunch of bunk and opened up his church without conditions, without COVID governmental mitigations, no temperature taking, no social distancing, no barring of singing. He opened up his church and now look at him. The judge did deny that request though, which was a good thing. Not the injunction. The injunction was allowed. The Ventura County officials asking the sheriff or trying to get the sheriff ordered to close the church was denied by the judge. Pastor McCoy has expressed the church's belief that neither the state or county has any business prohibiting indoor worship services based on irrational fear of COVID-19. What's a rational fear of COVID-19 that if you catch it, you're dead. If you catch it, you have a 99% point nine percent chance of survival i mean shall we go back we should just i should keep these stats out all night long and i will right here i'll keep them out all night long 54 or younger you basically have a zero percent chance of dying of covid if you catch it ventura county also admitted they had just get this now i want you to hear this stuff ventura county admitted they had dispatched a number of agents to the church property last Sunday. This is just five days ago, last Sunday, to spy on the congregation. Oh, it's, I remember listening to that idiotic large pastor from Largo, Florida. The governor here at Ron DeSantis stipulated via executive fiat that churches in the state of Florida were essential. This idiot goes around and tries to, he gets other pastors to sign a petition to petition the governor to make churches non-essential. Why? You know why it is? Because he knows down deep in his heart, he's a gutless coward. He knows it. So it's just like a gay pride parade. Why do they do that? Why don't we have a heterosexual pride parade and go out there and make out with our girlfriends and our wives in front of everybody? Because we don't need to prove that we're right to anybody. We don't need to establish the fact that we're right, that it's supposed to be heterosexual sex, not in heterosexual relationships, not homosexual sex and homosexual relationships. We don't need to bring other people on board and convince them. We already know that we're right. This is what this pastor did because he felt guilty. He didn't stand up like Rodney Howard Brown did, like Tony Spell did, like Rob McCoy is doing now. He felt guilty on the inside. He knew it. So he has to try to convince other people to join his misery to validate himself. That's exactly what he was doing. A coward. Ventura County also admitted they had dispatched a number of agents to the church property last Sunday to spy on the congregation. Tyler and Bursch the law firm representing the church said two county officials signed declarations upon which the county based its argument stating they conducted surveillance from their car in the parking lot for approximately six and a half hours. So Ventura County officials have nothing better to do than for six and a half hours sit in a church parking lot and spy on people walking in and out of a church service. The director of code compliance these are the people running the show. Let me ask you, have they ever, ever used a, a thermometer on a person in their life? A stethoscope on a person? Do they know anything about healthcare whatsoever? Nothing. But here they are. The director of code enforcement said, at one point, while we part, now these people are talking like this is serious business. I mean, they listen again. I was a cop for 25 years. I've been on some serious business. This these people are talking like they're on a murder suspect surveillance. They're 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 they sound like they're surveilling al-Qaeda or ISIS the director of code compliance said at one point while we were parked in the parking lot on the property a woman approached from the driver's side of our car and asked if we had signed the newsom recall petition yet she approached numerous other individuals in the parking lot with the same request she was not wearing a mask or face covering oh no she might have given somebody a virus that most people never know they have. Oh, that 99% of people never even have serious symptoms from. Oh, no. She may have given somebody a virus with a 0.1% post-infection death rate. The exact same as the flu. And you never gave two craps about when she was doing it for the flu. A senior code and compliance officer. You got code compliance officer. Wow. I wonder what he was, a Paul Blart mall cop outfit? Does he ride around? What do you call that thing he rode around on? The little two-wheeled thing? a Segway? Yeah, do they all have Segways assigned to them with little little sirens that go, Eeeh, Eeeh, Code Compliance, Code Compliance, Where's Your Face Diaper? A senior Code Compliance officer said, Throughout my time observing the people in the parking lot and sidewalk areas of the property, I I saw no obvious attempts at social distancing. Good. There they are right there. Come and get your code compliance officer. A code compliance officer. I saw no attempts at social distancing and behavior and comments overheard suggested that many were friends rather than household members. Oh, no. Many people were seen hugging. Oh, the sky. The sky is falling. People were hugging in a church parking lot. Oh, no. Oh, look at this. Look at this violation. They were shaking hands. Oh, no. And like, here's the thing. I know there's pastors right now. This is your freaking church. You have a touchless service. Listen, Christian, if you go to a church, that has a touchless worship service that takes your temperature that oh, that social distances wrong pastor wrong church get the heck out of there there are a bunch of little unbiblical cowards that's what they are they can't stand up to coronavirus well we don't want to hurt anybody then they can stay home then open your church don't open it if you're not going to repent, though. I, I, I keep saying, telling people to open their churches. Don't open if you're not going to say you were wrong. To ever close in the first place. They were shaking hands and standing in close groups, talking together for extended periods of time. Quote. This is quoting the code compliance officer. On his segue, neater, neater, handshaker, hugger, neater, neater, standing too close, not social distancing. This is the society with Tommy talk about this every week. That's because it's never going away. People are like, it's getting better. It's not getting better. It's not getting better. We're dumber now than we were five and a half months ago. We're smart enough five and a half months ago to not wear masks. Now everybody's wearing them. People who weren't wearing them in April, May, or June are wearing them now. During the height of this pandemic, they weren't wearing squat. And now they are. How dumb can you be and still suck oxygen through your pie chute? I never thought I would see the day where local officials give testimony in an American court system that has the ring of of a communist inquisition more than a fair judicial process where the defendant is allowed to prepare and present his evidence. Attorney Robert Tyler representing the church said, We believe that basic principles of due process requires a trial on evidence before a single governor can suspend constitutional liberties for such an extended period of time. Amen. Amen. So there you go. So when will the fight be yours, Pastor? When will the fight be yours? All right, on to some other subjects. Dallas soccer star. I don't even know why I'm talking about soccer, but why not? Dallas soccer star Reggie Cannon calls fans disgusting for booing and chanting. Here, there, here's their grievous violation. Here's their grie- here's the grievous thing they said for booing and chanting USA as players knelt for the national anthem. Hey, put that picture up, would you have them kneeling? There you go. There, That's what they were booing right there. They were booing everybody good. Dallas star Reggie Cannon went off on fans for chanting USA and booing the players, calling the fans disgusting and whining that his team has been through absolute hell the past six months. You know why they were through going through absolute hell? He said, because we had to watch other people playing soccer and we weren't allowed to play. That's his absolute hell. Play the video for me.
2: Uh, and if you had heard them. Uh,
0: I think it was disgusting.
4: I think it was absolutely disgusting. You, you got fans booing you for... People taking a stand for what they believe in. You up everything is racist too. Millions of other people support this cause. And we've discussed with every other team and the league what we're going to do. And we got fans booing us in our own stadium. How disgraceful is that? Honestly, for a lack of better word, it pissed me off. We discussed that prior to what we were doing. We discussed it with Nashville. Everyone from Nashville was on board. Everyone across the league was on board with what we're going to do. We asked for no anthem. Because we don't feel it was right for the anthem
0: to be played at this moment. Everybody used to hear that? Here, pause it for just a second. So, Did everyone just hear that? He said, we asked for no anthem to be played. That soccer player, professional soccer player, professional athlete, although there's just 3,000 people there, probably adequately social distance. As they their grievous infraction of chanting USA in the midst of 3,000 social distance people. He said that we asked that the national anthem not be played. When have you ever seen anything like this in your life? Even during the Colin Kaepernick crapola from three, four or five years ago, whatever it was, even then nobody was asking for the anthem not to be played. You know what the, you know what the motivation is behind all of this is that everything now, everything is racist. Play the music video for me.
4: Everything is Every you have is a KKK dream. Everything is racist.
0: There you go. Have that ready for me again. We're going to need that numerous times. So he said later on in that interview or post-game press conference, he said later on that People don't understand what we're protesting. We're protesting what is going on. So what is going on? He means systemic racism in law enforcement, right? Well, I wrote this down. George Floyd died when? George Floyd died May 25th, 2020. So you have May to June, June to July. We're almost three months from that now. We're almost, we're about 80 days from that now. Now here's the thing. Let me ask you. Systemic racism in law enforcement. We had a long 80 days, right? So when was the last event that you saw where a white law enforcement, even in the midst of all of the rioting and looting, when was the last event that you saw in 80 days since this is what is going on, right? Systemic racism in law enforcement. Where at any minute as a black man, you're going to be hunted down by a white law enforcement officer. Going to take you down and kill you for no reason. That's why we're taking a knee. That's Greg uh, Palpovich from the San Antonio Spurs. And there's people, and Kamala Harris even recently, still claiming the hands up, don't shoot narrative. That never happened. Both of them. Greg Palpovich the head coach from the San Antonio Spurs just espoused it. Kamala Harris never happened, never did, never will. Can't still espousing their lies. All the stuff that's going on. So in these last 80 days, let's let's tabulate from George Floyd until now, August 13th, almost 3 months later. How many how many times have we seen law enforcement kill white law enforcement kill black men? when was it? Oh, when was the one before George Floyd? And then after you name that one, when was the one? Oh, what is it? Oh, that's right. Oh, there was a total of nine in 2019 out of 43 million African American citizens, a total of nine unarmed black men killed by law enforcement, 2019, a total of 19 unarmed white men killed by law enforcement, but it's systemic racism. So that's why in our extreme, pathetic, uninformed mindsets. We take a knee dishonoring those who charge the beaches of Normandy, of Iwo Jima, of Vietnam and Korea dishonoring. And listen, I'll say this. I'm bold enough to say it dishonoring the brave men and women that enforce the laws in this country. You don't have no idea. If you've never done it, you have no idea what it's like to answer a police call. You have no idea. Joe Biden Kamala Harris, Reggie Cannon, they have Colin Kaepernick. They have no freaking idea what it's like to handle police calls. No idea whatsoever. By the way, 99.9% of the time, the cops are called there. They don't ask to go. They're called there by the very people that will complain about them later. Tommy's saying there's never anything that goes wrong. Of course, listen, you're dealing with hundreds of millions of police calls per year. Occasionally, something's going to go bad, and there's some bad cops. But when was the last incident since since George Floyd? When was it exactly? It's been almost three months. When was it? Ah, let me add it up. Nothing. Well, we we have to protest what's going on. You know why it's because everybody's got the mindset, get it ready again. Here's the mindset that everybody, everybody has. Everything is racist. Everything is
4: racist.
0: Every thought you have is a KKK dream. Everything is racist. White supremacist extreme. That's it. That's it. That's what everybody thinks. Speaking of idiots. This is something I've been trying to get to. It's a little. This is old. Some of you have already seen it. Maybe most of you have already seen it, but I wanted to at least go over it because it's so very disturbing. I want you to think about this kind of stuff happening in your neighborhood. This is a from Todd Starnes from '84. 4 Armed mob marches to home of Colorado police officer. Again, 25 years in law enforcement, 51 years here on planet Earth. I have never seen mobs march show up, go to the home of a police officer, ever. We have reached new realms, absolutely new realms of anarchy in this country. If you don't believe that, and again, let me put this to you, COVID-19, Antifa, Black Lives Matter are all the same lie. Extremely low death count, lied about propagated propagandized out into the American public said to be a very high death count and then used to usher in totalitarian democratic socialism democratic party socialism take a look at this video imagine this look at this the ones with the ars are antifa that guy that's not an ar that's a shotgun There's the guy in the AR right there, though. Right there. Really All right, bring it back to me. You can be flashing pictures up for me, brother. An armed mob of demonstrators, again, from Todd Starnes, marked the one-year anniversary of a fatal police shooting of a armed suspect. They, they're, they're, they're commemorating a shooting of an armed suspect by law enforcement, by marching to the alleged home of the officer who was involved and demanded that he be fired. The mob was in Colorado, was in a Colorado Springs neighborhood and called for justice in the Devon Bailey shooting. Somebody who was shot, that's good, you can keep playing stuff. Devon Bailey was shot while armed by law enforcement. KRDO reported that several people in the protest brandished rifles. There they are. That's Antifa right there. Imagine that in your neighborhood. Right there. This is in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Look at it. Look at that. Thank you, brother. You're masterful. Awesome job. Brandished rifles and a resident also armed himself with a firearm when protesters arrived at his house. Did we get that one from the old guy with the that has his gun in his hand? Nope, we don't have it. Darn if you find it, it's in the it's in from a couple weeks ago. There's a great picture of a guy who's like, you know what? You got your ARs, I've got mine. But imagine that showing up at your house. Not that one. All right, here's the next one. Black Lives Matters again. Let me just tell you this in case I don't get to it tonight. Black Lives Matter went and absolutely destroyed segments of Chicago this past weekend. So for people who said Black Lives, those are just some people. You know, part of a overall a good movement that go bad. Black Lives Matter endorsed the looting and rioting in Chicago. The organization, Patrice Colors, her organization, Opal Tometi, her organization, Black Lives Matter, endorsed the looting and rioting in Chicago. You know what they called the looting? Reparations. Fact. That's what they did. So there's no more Black Lives Matter isn't the one causing the rioting. Bull freaking crap. They are. And they fully and completely endorse it. Here's Black Lives Matter showing up at a Republican state senator's house. Look at this video. If you want to be voted in again, you will come and talk to us. Otherwise, you will never run in office again. You'll never run in office again. Look at that goof. You've got... Okay. Now the lady at the door, how would you like this at your house? Luckily, what do they all have on folks? What do they all have on? They're completely lawless, but they've all got their masks on. You imagine this showing up at your house. The lady at the door, again, once again, needs to mix in a salad. Seriously, I mean, come on. You're afraid you're gonna wear a mask? Why would you bother wearing a mask if you're looking like that? I mean, come on. All right, bring it back to me. All right, Fort Collins, Colorado, get that next video ready. This is how people are, they're fed up. Antifa's showing up. That was Black Lives Matter's video before that. Black Lives Matter's video before that. Antifa was the video. Well, the, both of both the ones before were Black Lives Matter. Now, this is Antifa, which is all just the same thing, by the way. They showed up in Fort Collins, Colorado. And here's how the neighborhood responded to them. Play that video. These guys are not Antifa. They look like a biker gang. Now, there's a lot of profanity here, so be ready. I'm not going to let it play too long, but there's a lot of profanity. So be ready why are they backing up I wonder why would they back up because every single person that's completely garbed in black has absolutely not one ounce of muscle fiber in their entire body I mean every single every single one of them not one of them has one ounce of muscle in their entire body so they're like we're out. All right, you can bring it back to me. They ushered them out, ended up getting in a fist fight, of course. But you know what? People are fed up. They've had it. And again, let me just reiterate this to you. Just remember the same people pushing masks and lockdowns. All of the Antifa people have their masks on. All of them. The same people pushing masks and lockdowns are Black Lives Matter, the Democratic Party, and Antifa. But hey, can you play that Ted Cruz video for me? No, just hold it for just one second. Remember now, you're like, no, they're different. Antifa's different than the Democratic Party. Uh, Black Lives Matter is different than the Democratic Party. Look at Ted Cruz absolutely confront a Democratic senator. Hirono, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. He confronts her and says, here's your opportunity to denounce Antifa. Here's your shot. Play it for me. Uh,
4: They instead engage in a political game where they depend. You're welcome to say something negative about Antifa right now. Okay. She declined to speak. So that is the position of the democratic party. I would note also
5: that you the seven- it to
0: me. there you go. That was her shot. Hey, you know what? All she needed to do was say, we denounce the violence of Antifa. We denounce the violence of black lives matter. Did she do it? Nah. All right, here we go. Looting and rioting in Portland and Chicago. Let me cover this. There's a press briefing given by Kaylee McEnany. There's an interesting turn of events having to do with Ted Wheeler the Portland mayor who was out marching, getting tear gassed by federal law enforcement. He was out doing the marching out there with everybody. Well, suddenly lo and behold, remember now, like I've told you week after week, eventually they run out of white chubby Republican pastors to get, they they run out of people like me to say, there is our perpetrators, you know, Deplatform them, silence them, whatever it may be. They run out of that, and eventually they will turn on you. I I say it every week. The gator has to eat. The hangman has to fill his noose. They'll turn on themselves eventually. The, the black people who are, part of the Democratic Party who are victims will turn on other black people because they're more of a black more of a victim than the other black person white people who are victims will turn on black people calling saying that they themselves are more it's it's happening antifa is there's numerous videos you can look it up on youtube of white antifa members in the face of black officers calling them the n-word you'll have white liberals calling black people their perpetrators calling black people saying that the white person saying i'm more of a victim than a black person they will because eventually you they run out of conservatives. They will turn on themselves. But Kaylee McEnany, <clears throat> President Trump's press secretary, is here talking about about the turn of events in Portland. Play that for me.
2: Finally, one thing I want to leave you guys with is that 18 days ago, Mayor Ted Wheeler tweeted, what I saw last night in Portland was powerful in many ways. I listened, heard, and stood with protesters, and I saw what it means when the federal government unleashes paramilitary forces against its own people. Uh, He, in fact, called our federal agents paramilitary forces. And around this same time, our federal officers were facing rioters, barricading officers, inside the courthouse, trapping officers inside, launching of commercial-grade fireworks. A federal agent's hand was impaled by planted nails. Three officers were likely, uh, were at least temporarily, I should say, um, blinded when a laser uh, was put in their eyes. This has been an ongoing tactic by the rioters. Um, That was 18 days ago when Mayor Wheeler stood with the rioters um, and against the, quote, paramilitary forces. Um, But just four days ago, it appears Mayor Wheeler had a change of heart. As uh, local officers took over the situation in Portland, and he now, uh, I guess, this is what he believes now: "Quote, when you commit." arson with an accelerant in an attempt to burn down a building that is occupied occupied by people who you have intentionally trapped inside you are not demonstrating you are attempting to commit murder. Uh, He could not be more right about that. It is a drastic change. It took him 73 days, I I suppose, to come up with that realization. And what we're seeing in Portland with six nights in a row riots being declared on Wednesday. uh, You had some of these rioters shining lasers in officers eyes, disable security cameras Broke windows, used boards to barricade the doors and start a fire with 20 sworn officers and civilian employees inside. Uh, this is unacceptable, and it um, is encouraging to see that the liberal mayor of Portland finally seems to realize that. Thank you, everyone. Right,
0: bring it back to me. So there you go. Now, he was out marching before during the same. Now, let's look at let's look at his connotations. Now, what what is it that makes something an attempted murder for him? Setting a fire with an accelerant. Well, okay. So I guess there had to be an accelerant of some sort, I guess just a regular torch or just lighting something on fire. So I guess that's the democratic party stipulation for attempted murder is if you, if you, if you burn it down a building without an accelerant, it kills a bunch of people. It's not murder, but if you use an accelerant, it's murder. So we got that stipulation down. These are interesting statutes that these, these liberal mayors have in their heads. He was out marching with the protesters during the time. I don't know if he had anything to do with it or was anywhere near while they were doing the exact same thing there were federal officers inside the courthouse and they attempted to burn that down during the time he was marching and getting tear gassed himself with the rioters during that time. He was out there actually doing that. So while they were setting the courthouse on fire, yeah, there he is while they're setting out, setting the courthouse on fire with people inside, he was out marching with them. But suddenly there's been a turn of events. You know why? Gator has to eat. Eventually you're not woke enough. Teddy Wheeler. You're as white as me. Put that picture up. Look how white you are. You're as white as me. They're going to turn on you. You're as white as the unsunburned part of my face. They're going to turn on you, Teddy. You're not woke enough. You're white anyway. You're disqualified. You're a perpetrator, not a victim. There's only perpetrators and victims. When the victims run out of perpetrators, then they're going to take other victims and make them perpetrators. That's what's happening to you, Teddy. All the while, while he was out there supporting it, things like this were going on. Play that one with the fire for me. This stuff was going on while he he had no problem with this. No problem whatsoever with this. This is going on in his city. Can you imagine that? This is going on in his city. No problem whatsoever. 73 freaking days straight. No problem whatsoever with that. Play the video of the old lady. Look at this poor lady. She's she's even got her sign. Black Lives Matter. Here. Look what happened to this other old lady. There's two different ones. Here, look at her. Uh, she's out there. Amazing. Never seen like it. Sarah Carter. The switch into Chicago. Total chaos. Widespread violence and looting in Chicago. Media reports showing widespread looting in Chicago on Sunday night. Four days ago. The Chicago Tribu- Tribune reported that it observed people carrying shopping bags full of merchandise in the area areas where the looting was happening. And at least one U-Haul van was seen Pulling up. Look at this video of these people in the mall. Go ahead. You look looters. Like look
3: at person.
5: this. Good times. What's these
1: pants looking like, y'all? Y'all? What's these lucky brands? Nobody wants that shit.
0: Look at this place. Look at it. Uh, oh, uh. You bring it back to me. Where? Where are the cops? Where are the cops? defunded, unavailable. It's like, listen, again, if teachers aren't going to teach and cops aren't going to respond to calls, I want my freaking money back. You know, where are the cops? This is a, this is a mall in the middle of the night. You ever seen anything like it in your life? 51 years, born 1968. I've never seen any of this. Never. I never saw it. I've never seen like this in my life. I know there's been other times of looting and rioting but not sustained. I mean, George Floyd died on May 25th, Portland, 73 straight days. Chicago, it's still going on with Lori Lightfoot in charge. Alien Lori Lightfoot is in charge and refusing federal assistance. Look at this. Look at this story out of New York city. Todd Starnes writing You put that, oh, it's not a tweet. It's actually a video. I got it. Despite one uh, newspaper's account, our officers... I'm reading the NYPD tweet. That's why. Despite one newspaper's account, our officers who came to the assistance of an 11-year-old girl being assaulted in Harlem on Sunday did not stand by. What was happening was the media... Of course, forced to retract it later on, uh, falsely accused the NYPD of not responding, well, responding, and then standing by and doing nothing while an 11-year-old girl was being beaten. That's not what happened. Here's what happened. Play the video. They tried to respond. Look what happened to them. Here comes the stuff being thrown at them. That's what truly happened. You bring it back to me. They tried to respond. And the very people who would say that they love this 11 year old girl and that if something happened to her, you know, that they really cared about it. They were keeping the police from coming and keeping her safe by throwing objects at the police. That's what really, but the media put out, they had to retract it. But the meat, once the video came out, the eye in the sky does not lie. If there was no video, say there was just numerous, Officers' testimony—that that's not what happened. That we didn't just stand by and do nothing. What do you what do you think the media would have done? Luckily, there was a video that showed the officers were innocent. There's nothing they could do. You can't you can't respond to something with hardened objects being hurled at your head coming from all directions. It can't happen, folks. All right, moving on to the Democratic Party and our waning moments here. I don't know how much longer I'm going to go. You guys want me to go a little longer than normal? Send me something on here. I'll go a little longer than normal. All right. You got to send it to me though. I'll be looking. I've got to scroll it to the end. If you want me to go longer, send it to me. I'll go longer tonight. Cause I've, I've still got lots and lots of material to go over. Still. I'm a blowhard. So I talk too long on all my stuff. Democratic party. I just, I, I found this picture actually looking through other stuff. And I just think that this picture absolutely summarizes where the democratic party wants us to go and how the democratic party wants us to look just like this six feet apart masked up staring at a digital zombie device that is exactly where the democratic party wants to be that's that's their, their dream absolute dream in my opinion and supported and capitulated to by weak need, sad pathetic pastors republicans and conservatives stand up that's what they want us to look like if that's what you look like Put on your Biden Harris 2020 shirt. Now put it on. I know you got to wear it. I know this is at the airport. I know you got to wear it when you, when you travel. I know you do. I get it. Don't send me anything saying we got to We got to travel. I know you got to wear it on planes. I get it. If I had to go somewhere right now on a plane, I'd wear the mask because they're making me do it. I get it. It's private property, but in every other scenario that it's not private property, stand up. Stand up. And even when you're walking into Walmart, Publix, Albertsons, wherever it is that you live right now, all my friends are walking in there and people go, Oh, excuse me, sir. It's masks. You know, we require masks here. No. One one friend of my worship leader just ignores them and walks right by and says nothing. That's that's the way to go. See, we can't keep locking it down, folks. I got more. I got more economic statistical data here for you. I'm reading it like machine gun fire. It's from Glenn Beck. It's from the blaze. We cannot continue to go down the path that we are going down. The Democrats right now are trying to get past a $3.4 trillion stimulus package for all sorts of stupid things. Part of it is billions and 25 billion of it going to the postal service so that they can do a complete mail-in election. No, thank you, and many other things that they want. We can't. What? What? I, I. Democrats and Republicans. We can't do any more stimulus. We we shouldn't be sending any foreign aid over unless it's life saving. No more. We don't have any money. Listen to this stuff. The Fed is now the largest holder of government and corporate debt. The Federal Reserve. Now, the Federal Reserve was granted power. It is a private. So, you know, the Federal Reserve chief gets appointed by the president, but they don't even have to accept that appointment. The Federal Reserve is a private institution. It is not the government. The Treasury used to be responsible for printing our money, doing all this. There, it's gone. It's been gone for years. The Federal Reserve was granted power by Woodrow Wilson and other progressives. The Fed is now, right now, today, August 13th, 2020, is now the largest holder of government debt and corporate debt. Now, I want to go over that with you. Why does corporate debt matter? Who are they bailing out? If If they're buying corporate debt, the Federal Reserve is buying corporate debt, whose debt are they bailing out? They buy mom and pop vitamin shop down the road? No. Mom and pop hairdresser? Down the road, no. Shoe store down the, no. They're buying out massive corporations. They're paying their debts. They're printing money. Absolute fact, I'll show you in a second. Printing money and paying huge corporate debt. It's all about leverage, folks. 40%, 40 to 50% of all businesses in the United States right now, because of the COVID response, are permanently closed. Did you know that? Some right here in my my hometown here, a small town, it's not as noticeable. You drive down the zombie apocalypse streets like Portland, those businesses are closed for life, never coming back. That's all over the country. 40 forty to 50% of all businesses are now permanently closed. The government is buying the debt of all the massive businesses, but not the little ones. Why? Say I was to say start a grocery store down the road from Walmart. I'm re- literally about a half mile down the road from Walmart. And I start Tom's Grocery Shop. What can happen is, is they can leverage you out by saying, you know what? Pick a brand, Nestle. Nestle, if you sell to Tom's Grocery, Walmart can go to Nestle and say, and Walmart is run by liberal hack, daughter of Sam Walton, just by the way. They can say Walmart can say you, Nestle, you sell to him. We're no longer buying Nestle for you from you, and they leverage me out of business. The Federal Reserve is doing that to small businesses. It's either on purpose, or it's just by coincidence. I don't know. I think it's on purpose. But they're the single greatest owner, holder of all government debt. And all corporate debt. How much is it? Uh, $4 trillion. They're buying up $9 billion a day of government and corporate debt and other private debt. 9 billion. How would they do that? Where's all that tax? There is no, where where would tax money come from right now? Folks with 40% of businesses permanently closed. 40 million Americans lost their jobs. 20 something million are still out of jobs. We had our first week in, since the beginning of the COVID crisis, we had our first week where we've had less than 1 million jobless applications. That was this week. That's the thing. Good job, Trump. But where would all that money be be coming from? Is it from taxes coming in? Uh, No, they're printing it. 2 trillion, they've lent to companies. Largest landowner in the world, holding 60%, 60% of all mortgages, is the Federal Reserve. Did you know that? Oh, we need another $1,200 check. We need more stimulus. Feed us, Joe Biden. Feed us, Kamala Harris. Feed us, Donald Trump. Feed us, federal government. We need you. Lock it down. I don't want to go back to work. I can stay home and earn more money. It's go- We are bankrupt. We're printing the money, folks. $30 trillion in debt. Well, Tom, what hope is there? The church. Of Jesus Christ. If the church was to rise. And become what we're called to become. And didn't, or didn't lay down. And crawl into a corner. And shove our thumbs in our mouths. And I didn't do that. But most pastors did. We wouldn't be where we are right now. Because this is all an attack on the church. The Fed has deployed. More currency in the last 90 days. Than it did in the previous 90 days. The Fed has printed 90 years. 90 years. Worth of currency in the last 90 days. Fact. Right now, no one is spending any money. Nobody's spending money right now. We are, as you sit there and you infuse 90 years worth of currency into a culture where nobody's spending money, what do you have on the horizon? Hyper. Inflation, i.e., Greece, i.e., Venezuela, i.e., Lebanon, i.e., Nazi Germany. We don't have any more money, folks. If we stop right now, there's hope. If conservatives are still, if conservatives and Republicans are calling out, For bailouts and they can't stand up. Listen, you need to follow Thomas Massey. You need to follow Rand Paul. Follow these guys that are calling for fiscal fiscal conservatism and fiscal restraint. You can't keep printing money every day of your life. You just can't do it, folks. You can't. We do not have. the. It's over. The money's gone. All right, now where I'm going to finish tonight is this. Camella Harris's greatest hits. I've got them right here now. This is where we'll finish tonight. Don't go away because there's several of them. So I want you to know who the Democratic Party nominee for vice president is, and we all know, really, right? We all know that really this is their presidential nominee. I mean, did you listen to Joe Biden when he was talking? So here's Camella's greatest hits. First of all, I want to get. This is from Ben Shapiro. It's a little bit lengthy, about two minutes long, but just pay attention to it, it's really good. This is where Kamala Harris launched her political career. Play that video for me.
5: Any Republican woman had gotten started in politics. The way Kamala Harris got started in politics, she would be a laughing stock. Off the bat, she would be a laughing stock. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Willie Brown. So for folks who don't know California politics, Willie Brown, is the former leader of, basically, the Democratic Caucus across the state of California, a very powerful man in California politics. Well, Willie Brown has been married for many, many years, and there's one problem with that, which is that he has also dated half of the women in California while he was married. (laughs) Yeah, he's a bit of a douchebag. Brown served as San Francisco mayor from 1996 until January 2004, And he was considered a a very, very powerful Democrat across the state. He was succeeded by Gavin Newsom. There was a, he was sort of associated with with Arnold Schwarzenegger a little bit. In any case, when he was 60 years old, Willie Brown met Kamala Harris. He was married at the time. And Kamala Harris, who was 30, started dating him. I'm sure it was just a partnership of love. I'm sure they (laughs) fell in love at first sight. I'm sure that she looked at him and she thought, 60 year old, so attractive. 60-year-old man, twice my age, that's, that's the, I love him, that, that's, that's what, what's gonna happen here. Or alternatively, or alternatively, and this is not cynical, this is just the fact, he gave her a bunch of jobs. How do I know he gave her a bunch of jobs? Because he says so in an editorial for the San, for the San Francisco Chronicle today.
2: Hey, okay,
5: here's what he writes, I've been peppered with calls from the national media about my relationship with Kamala Harris particularly since it became obvious that she was going to run for president. Most of them I have not returned. Yes, we dated. It was more than 20 years ago. He was married at the time. He was 60, she was 30. Yes, I may have influenced her career by appointing her to two state commissions when I was assembly speaker. First of all, that's just an outright admission of corruption. You were nailing somebody until you appointed them to state commissions when you were assembly speaker? Like, how is that okay? I'm I'm wondering, how is that not just blatant corruption? Of course it is blatant corruption. By the way, both of those both of those jobs were near six-figure salaries for nothing, for doing nothing except for presumably dating a married man. And then he says, I certainly helped her with her first race for district attorney in San Francisco. I've also helped the careers of of Nancy Pelosi, Gavin Newsom, Diane Listen Feinstein and a host of other now. politicians. He says the difference is that Harris is the only one who after I helped her sent word that I would be indicted if I so much as jaywalked while she while she was DA.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> There's some some right, questions
0: back to me? now he sits there he helps her 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 whole early career and then when she becomes the district attorney it must be a lover spat she threatens to have him arrested if he so much as jaywalks that is typical kamala harris she's an absolute chameleon politically expedient will say anything to be elected hack and listen male or joe biden is a political harlot Kamala Harris is a political harlot. They will prostitute themselves on any political subject to be elected. Whatever it takes for them to be a celebrity, for them to be a totalitarian leader, that's what they want. I mean, look at, look at this. Willie Brown gives her all two state commission jobs, both six-figure incomes, and helps her become first, uh, her first job becoming district attorney, helps her do all of those things, right? That's how she started her career. A 30-year-old woman having a sexual affair. Sexual affair with the mayor of San Francisco. Actually, what was this? The leader of the Democratic Party Caucus. San Francisco mayor, 1996 to 2004. And he had some other title too. I think he was a state rep or whatever. I can't remember. But that's how she started. A 30-year-old woman having a sexual relationship with a 60-year-old man who gave her all of her early Jobs in politics. And like Ben Shapiro said, if that was a Republican that started her career like that, can you imagine what the mainstream media would be doing right now? Can you imagine? Here's some other stuff on her. Kamala Harris, some Dan Bongino 812, has called for Twitter to ban Trump. And their top censor, the top censor at Twitter now, used to be who? Nick Pasilio is now in charge of announcing what the president of the United States can and can't say on Twitter to his 85 million followers. So the one who's in charge of what stays up and what comes down in Twitter used to be the press secretary for Kamala Harris. They all know each other. They absolutely all know each other. Tulsi Gabbard ripped the living crap out of Kamala Harris. Watch this video. I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting
5: black and brown people all across this country today. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in
0: jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana.
5: She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash you, bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way.
4: Thank you, Congresswoman. Uh, Senator Harris.
0: Yeah, there you go. Just to highlight what she said, kept evidence that would have exonerated a person on death row. She would never, like I've told you guys, I tell you this, it's absolute fact. They don't care. They will lock you up. Conservative mask wearer. You think that you're, you're in with them because you're doing what you you gave in and you're, you're, you're going to capitulate, you know, and I'll, I'll go ahead and bend my knee and I'll give in. They'll never come after me. You, you, the person who won't say certain things on social media, because, you know, I want to keep myself from being banned. All the, listen. They don't care. They will put you in prison. They won't think twice about it. This was a man on death freaking row who had evidence to exonerate him. And the state attorney, the attorney general for the state of California would not hand over the evidence to exonerate him until she was court ordered to do it. He was languishing every day. In probably a seven by seven jail cell, 23 hours a day alone, sitting there innocent. And that monster, that political harlot, would not give the evidence that she knew exonerated him, knew it would let the person off. She wouldn't do it. And she slept like a baby at night, probably curled up with Willie Brown. She made 1,500 marijuana arrests and convictions. Here's the thing with that. You're like, Tom, as a cop, haven't you done that? Yeah, I've done it. Been there, done that. I also don't advocate for the legalization of marijuana. I also have never smoked marijuana. Here's the thing, too. These were not people dealing marijuana. These were people, and listen, if I caught somebody with a roach, I threw it on the ground and smashed it into the ground and arrest people for having one marijuana cigarette on them. I, they had to have a certain amount. She made 1,500 arrests, and most of those were people that would have like a marijuana cigarette on them. Very minor infractions, 1,500 of them. And then this is how she acts about it a few years later. Play that video for I me. The answer to this too, they say you oppose legalizing weed that's not true i know
1: (laughs) and and, and look i joke about it have joking i have my family's from jamaica are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) they'd be so mad at you have you ever smoked i have okay and i and i I inhale inhale. inhale? i I did (laughs) it it was a long time ago remember the high i do
4: so if it was legalized all throughout the country and <laughs> yeah. medicinal,
1: would
0: you, you know, do it?
1: Listen, mm-hmm. I think that it gives a lot of people joy and we need
0: more joy. <laughs> no, so there she goes. Okay, no problem. People are languishing in prison. People are langu because of her. And she just laughs about it. typical Democrat. Typical. It's just like, if you've noticed... What's good for thee is not, is not good for, for me. What's good for me is not good for thee or what's good for me. I can't remember how it goes, but, you know, basically do as I say, not as I do. You know, you, 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 all the John Lewis funeral recently, all the Democrats went to it unmasked, unsocial distance. Well, they wore masks inside, but when they came back to their quarantine states, none of them had to follow the quarantine rules. None of them had to follow the quarantine rules of Washington, D.C., That funeral was in atlanta georgia right well that's one of the dangerous states because they actually were successful in how they handled COVID 19 in comparison to andrew cuomo tom wolf and phil murphy but anyway they were none of the people that came back from his funeral they never they didn't have to go through the quarantines that everybody else has to go through in washington dc when you come back from an at-risk state right kamala harris co-sponsored a bill Forcing schools to let male athletes into girls sports in March, 2019 Harris co-sponsored the equality act. And you know, I, I I came across this video. Look how weird this woman is. Let's not, you know, if you make Ellen DeGeneres, if you kind of make her kind of take a step back from you, watch Ellen's face during this interchange.
5: If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Who Does laughs like this? Does one have to come out alive?
0: <laughs> Watch out. Mm. That's weird. Who, who laughs like that? Play it again for me.
5: Mike Pence or Jeff Sessions, who would it be?
0: Does one of us have to come out alive? do that to me. I mean, she's weird. Listen, you have to be weird if you're absolutely fine. I mean, co-sponsored a bill forcing schools to let male athletes into girls' sports. You're a weirdo. You're, You're absolutely. You have to be weird to think it's all right for a dude. To play a girl sport. And not only that, but she's perfectly fine with men going into women's bathrooms too. She's absolutely fine with a baby that's in the birth canal. Can you imagine most of us, most of you watching have babies, have had babies. I remember when my babies were born, my son was seven pounds. My daughter was six pounds, something. And actually correct seven, two and six, four. But anyway, when they were born, and I watched them both come out. I, can, I mean, Kamala Harris is perfectly fine with killing that child when you can see its head in the birth canal. Perfectly fine. So is Joe Biden, by the way. Absolutely fine. You're a sick person. That's why you laugh like that. <laughs> That's why you laugh like that. You're a freaking nut. She's a nut. There you play. it. Hit it. Go bring it back to the again. You got to get the first part. You got to get the first part. I was probably talking over it.
2: Does one of us have to come out alive? Here
0: we go. (laughs) You have to be a nut to live like that. I mean, I've never laughed like that. That's like, (laughs) you're a nut. You're a freaking crazy woman. Here's another interesting one. Heading towards the end here, folks. Kamala Harris also called ICE agents the KKK play that for me
4: nor is this by the way here's harris in the senate from two years ago telling the acting director of ice that federal law enforcement officers are a domestic terror group
1: the Klan was a, a, what we would call this today a cop. domestic terrorist group why? why why would we call them domestic terrorist group because they tried to use fear and force to change political environment and what was the motivation for the use of fear and force it was based on race and ethnicity right Are you aware of the perception of um, many about how the the power and the discretion at ICE is being used to enforce the laws? And do you see any parallels?
4: Are you aware of the perception? And do you see any parallels between federal law enforcement officers and the KKK?
0: Hey, play the uh, Everything is Racist video for me. This is why. This is how she thinks.
4: Everything is racist.
0: Probably a multi millionaire, Kamala Harris, still thinks everything is racist. I'll finish with this story. As a U.S. Senator, Kamala Harris has a 0% rating from the National Right to Life Committee. By contrast, Senator Harris' abortion extremism earned her a 100% rating from NARAL, Pro Choice America. Senator Harris supports a policy of abortion on demand at any time, anywhere, and under any circumstances, said Carol Tobias, president of National Right to Life. Senator Harris also co-sponsored the so-called Women's Health Protection Act, known to pro-lifers as the Abortion Without Limits Until Birth Act. Here's the last thing I'll tell you tonight. From Breitbart 812, Kamala Harris failed to prosecute priest sex abuse cases, despite, despite victims, pleas, Oh, therefore the children, as long as they're born during Harris's tenure as San Francisco's chief prosecutor, the role given to her by Willie Brown. However, she showed no sign during Harris's tenure of San Francisco's chief prosecutor. She showed no signs of fighting for the little guy when she failed to prosecute any of the sexual abuse claims brought against Catholic priests in the city, despite outcries from victims groups during her 13 year tenure as district attorney and then attorney and then, then attorney general Harris failed to prosecute even one case of priest sexual abuse. The bombshell details show that while Harris's predecessor, former San Francisco DA Terrence Halanen, had launched an aggressive investigation into priests of the Archdiocese of San Francisco, Nancy Pelosi's district, accused of sexual abuse, Harrison's campaign to unseat Halanen showed an unusual influx of unparalleled donations from high-level officials in the Catholic church. So she never prosecutes any Catholic priests. I wonder why let's look unparalleled donations from high level officials of the Catholic church. Once again, she is a political harlot and so her boss, Joey Biden. Simple as that. Listen, there's, I wanted to acknowledge a couple things here real quick. Thank you guys on Facebook. I love you guys. Still over 120 people on, periscope i love you guys thank you for watching we're gonna have the technology very shortly i'll be able to see everybody youtube love you guys thank you for watching i'm unable to see you right now but we will have the technology this month i'll be able to see you guys i love you guys thank you so much for watching let's pray lord i pray over my brothers and sisters in christ tonight i pray over those that aren't saved yet that need to be first. Those that aren't saved. Lord, I pray you draw them to the cross. Use this time. Lord use whatever it is that you're able to use in their life. Lord, other Christians, other churches to draw them into a personal relationship with Jesus for my brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray over us tonight that you would strengthen us for going through times of hardship, Lord, I ask you to bring in the guarantee, which is that we will win every single time. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Lord, we receive your victory. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen and amen. I love you guys. Back on Saturday, 8.30. Join with me. Let's set a new record for viewership. Like and share this thing as much as you possibly can. Lord, listen, I really appreciate you guys watching, and I love you. God bless you. Have a great Thursday night.